0: Declan's a guy, Kieran's a guy, and they're the albums.
1: Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the
0: albums, Where we are actually going to be talking about the albums we were listening to all the past week uh, Again, I'm Kieran Yeah, and I'm Declan Just as a recap, I was given Disintegration by The Cure
1: to listen to And I was given Midnight Marauders by the, A Tribe Called Quest
0: Right off the bat, let's just start with like initial experiences, uh, and then later down we can start going to more specific things. So, yeah, I'll, I'll start. So, yeah, I knew like the two, like the couple big songs from The Cure before going into this. I didn't really know them. And of course, the two of the ones that I really know are on this album. So, that was cool to hear that. But I, I really enjoyed the album, I really did like it. And it was like you mentioned, it was something to be like you said some songs would be like make you feel really great, and some songs would make you feel really bad. Honestly most of them seemed a little bit of depressing songs to me <laughs> just the way that they were like, cause you know, they're all slow and they're all like, uh, the whole album feels like, it seems like every single song could be like in like a trance state of like, yeah. like, you know, a movie where it's like a flashback or some yeah. like montage of just like sad stuff happening. I feel like every single song fits into that. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, the whole time I'm like walking, listening to it and then like, I'll just start daydreaming about like, Oh crap. All this like bad stuff. <laughs> happening Yeah. Yeah. You know, really feel down on myself. Um, but they're still great songs, and it's yeah. still like the guitar, and like just the oh. way that they, w- with so many of them, yeah, they just totally layer on, and each song I feel like starts in a different way, that it's like one starts with the drums, one starts with the guitar, one starts just with vocals, and you know, and they just layer on and layer on, and yeah, eventually you get to the part where it's just this like climax of all this all the sounds together, and it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's just really beautiful, it's a bit of like an, it seems like kind of orchestral of like a rock it's song, exactly,
1: yeah. yeah, it's, I honestly think That's possibly, in my opinion, the second best album of all time. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's funny that you said that it's kind of a sad song because it actually, it's used in this TV show, oh, The Politician on Netflix. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. It's, like, new. It has, like, uh, a famous actor, but I don't know his name because I don't really know any actors' names. But, um, this famous actor, uh, like, relatively new one, and there's a part where, like, this dead character is, like, has, like, a, like, a persona of some sort Mm -hmm. when he, after he's died, and pictures of you is, like, playing in this guy's (laughs) car, and he comes in, it's like, of course. So, yeah, I think a lot of the songs are pretty depressing, but, yeah, no, it's just such a, like, I think the orchestral part you added in is just so true to that album. Yeah. It's, it's a real cool Because, like, what,
0: what genre are they considered?
1: So, I would say, like, it's called different things. I've heard, like, first wave. I've heard new wave. Oh, yeah. Um, I've heard... I, I think the clearest way to say it is 80s alternative is mm-hmm. the cure. Because, like, you could say rock, but rock is just so diverse. And yeah. especially, like, when you're talking about rock from the 80s, it's just not the way to personify yeah. it. I, I would say 80s alternative, um, but... Really, the cures in their own category when it comes to music, but yeah. Uh, real quick before we go into maybe my mm-hmm. stuff, did you watch any of the music videos? I didn't. They are wacky. Yeah, I, I yeah. can. Maybe maybe we'll have a cut in here while Kieran watches one. Yeah. Uh, they're they're pretty funny. Have you seen pictures of the guy from the Cure? Uh,
0: no, no, okay, I have yeah, thought...
1: Okay, we're definitely gonna cut, and Kieran's gonna okay, watch. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll will we'll uh, be right back. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and. Uh, we're back. We just watched the music videos for "Love Song" and pictures of you. So yeah, he straight up looks like he's like out of some Tim Burton movie. Like, yeah, he's got yeah. the makeup on, the crazy hair. Yeah, the music videos are definitely very kind of what I would expect, where it's like very artsy and uh, yet also very straightforward at the same time. There's probably some context and meaning to like this, you know, artistic expression that they're going for that. I'm unable to pick up on, but I'm sure it's very profound once yeah. I look it up.
1: Yeah, so the Robert Smith is in the main singer from the Cure for the love song. Well, the the two videos uh, Kieran watched are quite different. So Pictures of You is Robert Smith in little makeup. But for those of you that know what Robert Smith looks like now um, or what he dresses as in public, he kind of has a unique persona like he his hair's kind of all over the place, and he you probably wear, usually wears makeup to make himself look paler. The reason why he dresses like this, I was talking to my dad about it a while back, is because um, he's just so famous, and his his fans love him so much yeah. that he doesn't want to be seen in public. Oh, right. uh, yeah, so he, <laughs> he just dresses like this when he's going out, like, as Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh. But when he's going just, like, I don't know, get bagels in the morning, he's not putting all this so people don't recognize yeah,
0: him. Yeah, he's not trying to
1: He's it's not like, flexing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like it's yeah, that's smart. It's, it's that's smart. It's, he's a very humble man. But the music videos are, are kind of weird. Uh they match the music. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh it kind of shows the creativity from that group. So mm-hmm. we can, we'll go back later, but Yeah, um, yeah. So that's just talk. initial
0: opinion. And so what yeah. did you think of Midnight Marauders?
1: I really liked it. Um so, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad Yeah. The cool thing about Midnight Marauders the album is it, it's less of an album and it's more of an experience. Yes, yes. And from the beginning you, you you get that uh, which is really really cool um, and the cool thing uh, just coming from our perspective mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know Kieran and I are about to start a radio show hopefully next semester yeah here yeah. at Lehigh with WLVR I'm um, very excited but um, the experience that's modeled in The album is very similar to the radio culture at that time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know, I I read the Wikipedia page. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this is where most of my information is coming from this, (laughs) and reading the Wikipedia page and then listening to the songs and stuff. But the background of the album, you know how there's like a bunch of faces? Yeah, yeah. Those are all radio hosts from the New York, Queens area. Okay. So a lot of that music that was similar to the Midnight Riders album It was stuff that was being played at night, Mm -hmm. um, and they were listening to stuff like that. And you could kind of tell that it is based on that radio kind of movement because a lot of the songs fade into each other, and there's no real clear end of one song and beginning of another one. Because I was listening to the album again earlier today, and there'll be ends of a song, and the next song will start and you'll still hear the ending fate of that song because there's there really is no it's meant at a time before there was Spotify, there's Pandora and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So you would listen to the whole album straight through. Exactly, yeah. And there's no need to have an end. Uh which is just so unique. I really uh loved that part of it. One of the other things is uh I'm not a big fan of rap. Yeah. But yeah. this music the music in this is very good the rap's not very fast it's easy to understand the lyrics Mm um which is important because the lyrics as i'll talk about maybe later are so important yeah yeah many different points are brought up that lead to what makes the album basically Mm -hmm. but also one of the things that's also mentioned in the wikipedia page but then i noticed as well (laughs) was the emphasis on jazz and like drums in yeah, the background. Yeah. There's also, I want to say, maybe two songs later half of the album that actually have guitar in it as well. Mm-hmm. But this the, it's a very, very different from stuff right now where there is, rap is, the background of rap is its own self, like a beat. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it's meant to have emphasis on that. But the jazz and the drums and the background music is meant to emphasize the lyrics. It's meant to bring that kind of stuff to develop ra- the message, basically, uh, which is very unique. And then also, the music definitely develops that idea of listening to this music at night, um, which is like kind of point of the yeah, thing. Yeah. So it was very cool. I liked it a lot. We'll definitely go into depth a little bit later. Um,
0: real quick, for- just as a question because I remember I mentioned I didn't want to mention this last time yeah, yeah. but like the voice the the, yeah. the woman that comes in yeah, and talks yeah, yeah. to you throughout it because I was talking about how I started listening to my car while driving around at night and I mentioned I, I believe I recommend to you to listen to it at night like yeah. like, like get that's, into your bed put it on is that that
1: is that is what it's meant so for yeah. those of you that don't know about the album and if you're listening to this and don't understand what either of these albums are I would definitely recommend you <laughs> listen to the albums before you listen to <laughs> yeah, uh, you're doing yourself a favor listen for this podcast's sake and yeah. for your music. Otherwise you're just talking about so you don't know. I mean hopefully we're like That's enjoyable like enough on, like, to listen to most podcasts though. Like it's like intellects are you know, we're talking about something. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it starts off kind of talking about there's this woman who is the says it's on the front of the cover. It's like the outline of a woman in like black and mm-hmm. green and yeah, very like rudimentary
0: painting yes, of it.
1: Uh, um, definitely like the afro culture represented exactly. in those colors which yeah. is very unique,
0: because you see similar paintings also on like uh, i don't know if you looked into some of other uh, albums but like the yeah. low theory has a similar painting on it so it's uh, very yeah. much their style yeah the...
1: which is very cool but the voice is i don't know how they came upon the voice and i did not find that in my research um, yeah i i want to say because for those of you that have listened to the album you'll know that it's kind of broken up it does not sound normal like a normal voice Yeah, like someone yeah. was just saying it mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of the point by showing that this is the, the tribe called quest is a group of people yeah, many yeah. different messages many different stories are through the whole thing there's actually like a song called like Eight Thousand stories so yeah. of course it's many stories but i thought that was very cool but throughout the whole album probably in between every other song and that voice comes in and brings up something and that will be something i'll reference definitely when we go through the individual songs or whatever you want but i really i thought that was very unique uh going on back to the idea of it being based on a radio show like that is the mc that is the dj yeah yeah which is very very cool
0: yeah i kind of always for that voice i felt they were really trying to make it se- so obviously it says it but you know you're trying to get to maybe we also think that it's the album itself is talking to you you know like yes, it's yeah. like the cassette player like the cassette tape like humanized you know yeah. vocalized uh for it to talk to you um because it does sound very like robotic and yeah. yeah it does make you now that you mentioned it, you're like how did they make it because it's not like they just spliced up audio because the inflection of it for certain yeah. some of the messages yeah, which definitely. we'll get into later definitely is like very important very impactful but we'll put a pin in that for now, and I can go song yeah, by song definitely. for Disintegration. And just to begin, uh, some of these songs, so what I tried to do is I tried to start at the beginning of the album and listen through, but then I found a lot of times so I was like, since it, it, this album is an hour long, I get to a point, I get to about, I think, probably a Lullaby or Fascination Street, and then oh, I great would... songs. Yeah, yeah. We're both great, <laughs> uh, but I would stop and then... I felt like I wasn't always, like, or if I listened to it at night, I'd fall asleep before I get to the bottom. so then I started, like, starting halfway through the album to make sure I heard the rest of it. So so, uh, some of these songs, I feel like I didn't give them as much listening time as they obviously deserved. So I'll make that disclaimer at the beginning. So some, like, obviously the first half I know very well. And some of the second half I know well. Other ones I feel kind of didn't have as much an impact. But right from the beginning, plain song, this really cemented that orchestral feeling at the very beginning because, yeah, very slow in the beginning. And then... No real vocals until like the second half of the song, and it's like, yeah, it, it's really that's like we're talking about uplifting. There's only like one or two songs here that I thought were really uplifting, and I think "Plain Song" was one of them. Definitely. That one definitely, um, especially because there's no vocals. <laughs> I gotta be real. When the guy's singing, it's I. I don't think he can sing an uplifting song. It's sound, it's sound his his voice. While it is beautiful, is just kind of always depressing, at least yeah. for me. because no, I he's, understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he sounds like a wailing ghost. He sounds like like a like a. Goddamn it, siren it, it, from ancient it's, Greece. It's, you know? it's a
1: very interesting voice. I think it's interesting because this album, I think, has that idea. And probably down the line, I will recommend another Cure album. Mm-hmm. But he has some other songs where his voice sounds much better. Before you go a little bit deeper into that song, I was telling Kieran, <laughs> yeah, I was telling you this story the other day. But at one point, I was with a friend in the car, mm-hmm. in my car when I was driving, and it was my playlist on, and this song came on. <laughs> and for the song, I want to say probably first three minutes, there's no words. It's just the beautiful music mm-hmm. that is played by the band. And my friend uh, said, like, where are the lyrics in the song? And I remember like laughing like to myself. <laughs> But it's just that yeah, it's so interesting. Just so many people have different music tastes and stuff like that. But you know, it's just that's just a, a beautiful song, and I don't know, this is unique, sticking out to me. Uh, especially that, that, that uh idea. No,
0: oh. I, I I did a quick Google search, uh, Wikipedia search, um, to try and find the name of the guitarist. But it looks like they changed a couple times. But yeah. the guitar in this album was just so like so it's because this feels very much like. An album I guess I'm going big picture again but where it feels like everything can stand out on its own beautifully and then bringing it together is like the sum is greater than the parts yeah but it's because it's like you know you could take away uh, his singing and I would just love to listen to the guitar parts because they're so unique and so distinct and yeah complex on their own and while the vocal sounds like it's, it is doing its own thing it, they still complement each other Because a lot of times you see like them mimic mel like in other songs, you know. A lot of times you see mimicking of melodies or things that like, yeah, go together. But these are it's weird because they feel separate and distinct, but are still tied together. So
1: the the interesting thing is, the music makes it seem. Throughout many of the songs, the music makes the message seem like profound. Yeah. But a lot of the times, the lyrics um, and Robert Smith's voice makes it seem like profoundly sad. Yeah. At points, which is like is depressing, of course, but I find it's also very good. It's kind of, it kind of narrates where um, the story goes, so yeah. it, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, no, it that's just one of their. I I would say one of their best songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let alone their best songs. F- it definitely
0: basically. is. The next song, moving on, is Pictures of You, which is one of the ones I knew beforehand, because that one, I would say, definitely is one of their more popular songs. How long is that song? I forget. Is it like... Uh,
1: Five, something? Because that's
0: five, and Love Song is like two minutes, because that's the more radio-friendly one, isn't it? That's the one they'll play. Love
1: Song, I want to say, is two minutes. Yeah, that was was the second one. One thing we could also talk about later is The Cure is not played on the radio much. Oh, yeah? They, They... Some of their only songs that are played, it's like Friday. I'm in love. Oh
0: yes, that that one is.
1: Boys don't cry. Sometimes I hear
0: that one. I think and... love song is. Pl- I don't know if it's like just because it was as... meant
1: to be radio friendly. Yeah, that's because it's, it's yeah
0: like, like two two yeah. thirty. That, that's I always think back to the, like the Billy Joel yeah thing where yeah they cut it down to three oh five. I love that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, pictures of you is definitely a very important such uh, really yeah. Song. Good song, of course. I'm, I'm just going to talk about how each one of these like gave me a different emotional breakdown. But <laughs> this one, uh, recently had a breakup, so it's like you're looking at pictures and you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And it, I mean, that's that's basically what the song is. You know, I'm not making any profound statements here, but yeah, it, it perfectly just like you're like you're just staring at the pictures, and then eventually the pictures just create their own entity. Like the person is someone else, and then when you actually see the person again, they're completely different than the person you've imagined and created in your head based yeah. on just what you're seeing. Yeah, so. real
1: quick correction. Plain songs, five minutes. Uh, pictures of you, seven and a half. Oh,
0: seven okay. Half What's Love Song? One, Because we said... I, I said Love Song. Love three.
1: Song's 3.30, so yeah, 3:30, perfect for yeah. radio. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot... How long this album yeah, is. Yeah, that, that was the thing. Because, yeah,
0: going back into the trance thing, because he'll back out, and then the guitar just keeps going and going, and it really lets you think. And then you look, and you're like, the song's not even halfway done. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, yeah, it's it's really, each of these songs is just a whole experience. and um, Exactly, yeah. So it's really great. So Close Down, that one starts with the drums. Yeah. And that is a hype song at the beginning. Yeah. And then, of course, we he sings, but it's... Um, I really liked that. And that was, yeah, building. And then you start listening to different parts where you're like, oh, I need to focus on the drums this one. And it really, yeah, it really felt tribal. Yeah. That was what I kept thinking of, just being like big, 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 big drums pounding. Love song, Uh, we as we just mentioned, more radio friendly. So that one is that one, and pictures of you off of this album are the ones that I definitely knew coming in. So it was it was kind of nice, you know, especially when I was dipping my toes in this, to like be kind of reminded a little bit, like, oh, you know these people, you like these people. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not, not, I'm completely out of my element of knowing these. Last dance, I felt, uh, the only word I wrote down when I took my last minute notes was a dystopian. When, uh, with all the, the background music, and just I felt like there was always just like a background just wave of sound, just wall yeah. of sound. And they take it away for a couple songs later. Yeah, the, uh, Lullaby, the next one, actually, I felt they took that away. And uh, so it felt, it was like you get accustomed to just this big block of sound, and then the next song they take it away, and then you feel less claustrophobic, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, one,
1: one of the things that, it's not, specifically the cure but one thing especially with like 80s music especially 80s alternative is they utilize kind of like that background sound more i feel Mm. but Mm. then also they really utilize the left right speakers oh yeah that's one thing they actually they do very well in midnight marauders too so i'll tell you oh yeah yeah but um that's Uh. one of the things that always sticks out to me so then with lullaby let's talk about that one that is I would say their weirdest song.
0: Yeah. I, I One of my notes is that it was the creepiest one with his with his vocals. Oh. Where that one... Because he, he sounds whiny in all the songs. And I guess that kind of has a negative yeah. connotation. But not like it's bad. I still enjoy the songs. But I think this one, he really kind of goes into it more and gives like the different inflections.
1: He, he does a great job at making it perfect, purposely creepy. Yeah. The one kind of funny anecdote is... So I have this whole album added to a playlist mm-hmm. um, that I listen to when I'm at work, usually. And I have, like, coworkers that always listen to the same music, too. But when this song comes on, it is so weird because, <laughs> like, I like this song. I like all the songs by The Cure, usually. But my coworkers would be like, what the heck is this? And <laughs> so, yeah, no, this is a very interesting song.
0: So the next two are Fasc- Fascination Street and Prayers of Rain. And these two, oh. I think, were the ones that I... Uh, yeah <laughs> kind of forgot about
1: oh really yeah'm okay.
0: I'm sorry I'm so, I heard you say on oh, Amelia oh I don't want to say this <laughs> uh, out of the ones I definitely do like I'll hear it and I go yes I distinctly remember both of these songs but I kind of didn't feel anything it definitely fits with the theme of the album it definitely they definitely feel cure and things but I didn't feel anything about these ones that I could say specifically about them that I felt was different than the other ones yeah. like I was like I don't notice. Like, I feel like...
1: It you, doesn't stick out like lullaby. It doesn't yeah. stick out like pictures. Of yeah, them. yeah. I
0: understand that. Um, so, I like, I kind of feel like these could be appended on the ends of the song, make it 16 minutes long, and I wouldn't even notice. Because yeah. it's like... Because they just fit kind of so well with the, the whole album, thing. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take out my phone, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll look, and I'll think I'm listening to one song, and I'm like, oh, that was actually, like, a song and a half ago. Because they just, yeah you know, f- flow together, and they sound in the same vein. Which I feel is, like, good and bad, because I go, oh, yes, I really like the song the way it sounds and i kind of get more of it but then i go "Oh, i wish i could like distinctly remember them separately so
1: no i think so with these two out these these two songs i find that in the whole album where it's i don't want to say quiet but more like relaxed in a sense i find that these two songs are more of the heavier ones Mm -hmm, i would mm -hmm. say um which they're interesting, um, and I I like to have them in my playlist just because they're very cure songs, like you kind of said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we can go on to the same deep water. Yeah,
0: same deep water as you. That one was, I think, one of the slowest songs in the album. And
1: the longest, Is, from what I'm seeing right yeah, now. Yeah. What does it say? Like nine twenty-two. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Just a. Uh,
1: Do 10 you minutes know on. another song that's like that's a like a rock? Band or alternative band, like that is so long. Well, I mean, this whole album is just. I so I mean, long. the
0: easy the easy answer is to say twenty one twelve.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I
0: mean, because that's twenty minutes. But I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something where it's like you know like the same where it's like the same song going on for ten minutes because you know twenty one twelve is really just like five songs put yeah. together. It's a story, and I can't tell you off the top of my head. I feel like I I, I mean there probably is one, but I can't.
1: That's a very cure thing to have just like long songs. Yeah, long yeah, sale. and
0: yeah, it's all the same thing because you know other ones like you know. American idiot. They have like a couple songs that are all put together on that one, and I think it's about them trying to highlight that beautiful guitar noise that they have going yeah. on. I feel like it was built for him. He comes in, he says something, he leaves for a little bit, lets you soak it in, lets yeah. you lets you deal with your emotions, and then he comes back, and you go, oh, he's still here, and yeah. then he kind of leaves again, and then like and then you just like start hearing the solo, and it feels very much like like a jam band sort of vibe where it's like you're there for like. Yeah, the experience and the emotion of being wrapped up in one of these songs that, that you're like, I don't want this feeling to leave me after two minutes. I don't want this feeling to leave me after five minutes. I want to go for nine minutes to 22 seconds of just experiencing this.
1: Now, number 10, are you good to go on to disintegration? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm ready to go into disintegration. So,
1: this is, if I want to hear like a song from this album and I go back, I always go to this song. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I go to this song or I go to plain song or pictures of you. I find that this song is very similar to some of the first songs in the album.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually really what I felt. Yeah. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, when I was talking about how I would go through like the second half of the album and be like, oh, I, like, I'm not listening to enough. Disintegration, whenever I hit it, I'd go, oh. like I'd, I'd, It would like, wake me up again. I'd be like, yeah. oh, like I do remember this song. This song, I did really like. I, I said it's one of the faster songs and one of the few uplifting songs I would say on this yeah. album. This one does make me feel better. It's like do a like a majestic
1: it. song. Yeah, I love this song. It kind of shows what Robert Smith's voice can do with the music to mm-hmm. not, not make it sound sad, which makes, it kind of shows the point that he like meant some of these songs to be that experience of either creepy with a lullaby or just like kind of thinking back and pondering and like possibly sadness with like some of the other songs. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So, last two songs, yeah. right? We
0: have Homesick, and that one, I said, really focused the layering of yes. the music. Yeah, that yeah. really, like, builds up, and, like, you hear one thing, then the next, and the next. I really like that one, too. That one was also uh, depressing, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, that's what we all say. Untitled at the end. I kind of, I, I think it's funny when they do untitled, like, they have all these songs with, like, great names and, like, really things. And for the last one to be untitled, it, it's, <laughs> it does it does seem kind of ironic and also, like, yeah. a little... A little funny. I said this was one of the less freakier ones yes, of definitely. the song. I do have a note that I cannot seem to read. I don't know what I wrote, but I said, but really something. I think I said try to write pretty. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, no,
1: I, I think that's probably right. I definitely remember the music like in the song just mm-hmm. being very good as well. Like with the rest of the album, but that I always remember, I always remember that sticking out for yeah. me with that.
0: Closing remarks, I would say if I had a... I would definitely recommend this album to somebody. I'll start with that. I don't know if we want to do, like, a start doing, like, rating scales for, like, rating these out of 10. I don't know. I think I need to, since I just thought of that right now, I haven't really put any thought into ratings. Um, Maybe
1: we'll go back and make, like, a season. We'll have, like, Oh, yeah, a season recap, and then season. we can rank. Oh, that's, yeah. you're a genius,
0: up, dude. I'm glad I'm doing this with okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would definitely recommend the album to anybody. It's definitely, it's a weird middle ground. It's not quite, like, a breakup album. It's just kind of like a, a Sad Boy Hours kind of album. I would say like a long road trip kind of album because you can drive and it can just be playing. And it's one of the things where like, you just go through the album and you go, oh, an hour's gone by. you know. And I wasn't, yeah. you know, I was so overwhelmed with these thoughts and these things that I didn't even notice. So, yeah, definitely enjoyed it, yeah. definitely recommend it, and definitely now know a lot more about The Cure. So Yeah, I'll definitely. It. You'll probably be getting
1: another one of their albums <laughs> yeah, down the road. Yeah, I'm looking forward but to yeah. it. Yeah. So one of the things that made me, well, leading into Midnight uh, Midnight Marauders. But one thing that definitely sticks out for your album is you always say, uh, one word you said a lot was experience. Mm -hmm. That album is an experience. and That's very true with Midnight Marauders as well. Um, So we already kind of talked about um, like radio and the jazz and the background music. But now I'd like to kind of go through the message of this album, uh, which is just so prominent. Some some of these songs I might skip uh, just because... Um, they talk about similar themes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Throughout many, but I'm going to highlight some of the more impactful lyrics. First off, we have Steve Biko. So one of the lyrics that uh, stuck out to me throughout it was like at one point when they transition from one rapper to the next is uh, like the rapper says like Why are you laughing? Trying to keep from crying. So many people, ki- so many killing people dying or something yeah. like that but that lyric le- like it, first thing it's a great transition which is one of the things that's so common in this album it's just so well done between all the many different members of the group that that lyric just really stuck out to me one of the other things they talk about is like violence is not my it's not my forte and that's one of the things that's also brought up later with the voice of the album that's yeah. Really talked about there's no I'll, I'll talk about it I later. think
0: one thing that I don't know if this is kind of like like a white person thing to say, but uh, what I like about this group is especially because it's like, it, it, they, they definitely try to go on beyond just the the standard stuff of being like, oh, I get a lot of chicks. I get like, you know, I'm in a gang. I'm crazy, you know, like kind of goes beyond like... It's kind of it's, beyond, it's like, kind and, of like uh, the opposite
1: of that. Yeah, too. yeah.
0: They kind of, they I, it's definitely, they seem a lot more self-aware and like understanding what society is as yeah. a whole, what their role exactly. in it is and how to break out of those norms, expectations and different things. And so it's like, they definitely do hit it in later. Um, I forget. Yeah, they, there I, are
1: albums like they definitely do talk about stuff like yeah, that, yeah. like getting chicks it, and stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not like what we see today in some. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think even today you can still see some people that are just like doing the face value. Oh, yeah. chicks, drugs, alcohol. You know, I'm crazy, gang stuff. And then you see people more on the other spectrum going, yeah.
1: like Kendrick. you're kind of just playing into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Kendrick, Kendrick. Um, I
0: think, like, yeah. like if we compare like takashi 69 and kendrick lamar it's like or complete like, yeah like or like
1: spectrum That's brock like...
0: hampton and i don't know like Lil Pump you know like, like i feel like one side is very much just saying like yeah i get money i get girls another person is like a mirror image of it and i think a tribe called quest is very much a mirror image of that era
1: yeah definitely one of the other things that i think is very important one of the lyrics that sticks out for this being the first song of the album is like these are our views Mm -hmm. um that they say and one thing i'm gonna fast forward to i'll talk about it later probably but going just off what you were talking about kieran one of the things that is in the lyrics and oh my god they the one of the rappers says we're black intellects and i think that is just it's just a great way to express it because that is completely true through this album, they, they just explore so many different things in taking different um, stances on stuff that aren't typical of most rap groups you see today, which is, it's interesting because it, for me, like, my experience was rap with rap started with, like, Sugar Hill Gang in yeah. middle school and stuff, but then everything else is just completely different, and this is what is just awesome. Like, yeah. this is awesome rap. Okay, uh, yeah. I loved it. Okay, so... Next song is "Award Tour." I think this song's a banger. I think there's a lot of these yeah. songs that I would totally listen to, like at parties. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I think the beauty of these songs—some are definitely good for like individual listening, some are definitely good for like alone listening. I think "Award Tour," especially because this one, what kind of annoyed me when my when I first kind of listened to it was that it's like you know very repetitive. Yeah. Uh, like, I think the last minute and a half is it's him just, just going, a war tour. <laughs> yeah, like, totally, yeah. Yeah, but, and it's funny because you kind of go, because when you first hear you're like, yeah, a war tour. Then 30 seconds in, you're like, what is this? And then 90 seconds in, you're like, a war tour. <laughs> <you're> like, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's it definitely lends itself well to a lot of, like you said, parties where it's just in the background. And yeah. uh, I guess similar to tying it back to disintegration, you want to stay in that moment. You want to keep yeah. it going. And it's not, it's not so much about li- being present for the music and like following it, but having it just kind of surround you. and kind of guide you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think one of of the things they discuss in this is kind of they hint to the radio culture, um, which is something I talked about earlier. But also, uh, I believe at the end of this song, the voice from the album comes in and says that they were uh, Midnight Marauders stands for like they're marauding for ears uh, during the night. So they would listen to most of their music during the night. Um, which i think is definitely clear with the way their music sounds like it doesn't sound like rap that you would listen to at yeah. like 430 in the afternoon it mm-hmm. would be stuff you're listening to like I'm just like I'm just ending the day about it's like 12 30 just came back from doing other stuff like I just I want to have like an hour to like I don't know eat a cookie and then go to sleep yeah. or <laughs> like that which is really cool and they talk about it like midnight kind of talks about that night culture mm-hmm. so you can kind of tell where okay if that's a typical story of a night like this album and these, this kind of music would be stuff they would listen to after that which is very interesting because you kind of see more than just their views you kind of see like the average life in like queens and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um, next song is 8 Million Stories yes it talks about basically the day of like a typical love life like one person and it alternates to another rapper yeah hence name 8 Million Stories just many stories well, one thing that really stuck out to me was near the end of the song, it says, like, help me. Like, it, there's, like, a bunch yeah. of different words, yeah, but it's yeah. like, help me, help, help, me. Me, help yeah, me. And I don't think I can mimic it now with just this like oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> it, it alternates left-right, which is something oh, that's yeah, really yeah. unique. You see it, like, I'm a big fan of New Order, but you see it in a lot of New Order songs where they'll have, like, a wave of music, and you'll hear it starting in your left mm-hmm. the, um, earbud, and then all of a sudden be in the middle, and then go to the other side, and it gets louder, and then comes back to the other side. And with the help me part, you also see with the oh my god and oh my god, mm-hmm. uh, and oh my god's also used in like two songs later. But it, it's just that wave around is just so unique. I think the point of that help me in the whole story is like someone needs help, and it's just like haunting someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they need to make a decision on this. Next song. Is Sucka, which I think is the most famous song from the album, from mm-hmm. my Wikipedia. Story, okay, yeah. At least it is. Sucka's is not the full name of the song. Sucka n word, which yes, is, which is it's very as, funny that
0: two young white men are talking about this al- entire album it, it, about yeah. struggling as a it, it's, it's black very, person in yeah, New York it, City.
1: It, before we were born. As yeah, well. yeah. But I find I like this was very interesting because this album talks about kind of the reasoning for the N-word, why they would use the N-word. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, like, when you look through the Wikipedia page, like, this is one of the most important things that comes out of the album. It's like, there's a reasoning for why the culture uses the N-word. But they (laughs) embrace, like, the adversity of the past. uh, Yeah. kind of and stuff. And it's less of a word, like, dummy, and it's more of a word of endearment. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like, you're... I I, I don't want to put my words in the yeah. end of quest but it sounds like from their lyrics like it would be something like you're strong enough to face adversity yeah um yeah. So, which is is so it is really cool but also this song is also kind of those ones where it's catchy and stuff mm-hmm. kind of going back to award tour in that sense where it's catchy but also just lyrics really sticking out in this one especially yeah. in that area
0: yeah with that one that one ends with i think probably one of the most prominent clips of the woman talking the, yes. uh, that one that's the one where she says yes
1: I can read I oh you're oh, great you're not any less of a man if you don't pull the trigger you aren't necessarily a man if you do yeah Which, yeah oh my so gosh it,
0: okay so like I said I listen to this album at night like they asked me to they suggested the, the album told me I was like oh you should listen to this at night I was like oh yeah sure and then I'm, I'm in my car and it's one of my first times listening to it and you know sometimes I zone out and every time but I remember we hit the song I listened to it and then it's like dead quiet in my car in the middle of the night and then this woman call, starts talking to me and she says this like weirdly deep and profound and it really it ends with so some like profound. it ends with some like trumpet noise or something like it and goes it, like into the next some sort song. of scary yeah, it's some, yeah but yeah it like ramps up and has this kind of scary sound behind it. It has
1: yeah, it very quick escalation. Yeah, it's
0: like oh. yeah. and then and so it, it has that like already visceral emotion it gets from you and me who has had no interaction with gangs at any point and has never been at the part where I've had to choose whether or not to pull the trigger <laughs> to kill someone. But and I think that definitely is highlighting the fact that they are they're trying to be the the mirror image of I guess gangster rapper and saying you don't have to you don't have to yeah. kill people to prove I, yourself I,
1: think, I even think this is kind of more than just about guns and stuff it's yeah. more about like that impulsive culture that is sometimes rewarded in a sense mm-hmm. now you can definitely see it in like some of the rap culture but I, I thought that is just so profound and I think if you're ready we can go into the next song which I find is probably. Number two on Most Profound. Okay. Songs. So, Midnight starts with, like, the main, I would say chorus, like, main words are, The night is on my mind. Yeah, yeah. So, it's talking about, like, oh, I'm doing this during the day, but the night is on my mind. Talks about some, like, minor bedding. It goes into the depth of just eating a sandwich at a restaurant, but mm-hmm. then also talks about, you know, other stuff. And then one of the things that's so clear is... Um, the part on um, stop and frisk. Yeah. So, I believe when was the album produced? Uh, I believe. In, let me ninety- checking. I think in nineteen ninety three or 1980.
0: 1993, yeah. Nineteen
1: ninety three. Yeah. 1993? Nineteen ninety three. That was right first time. So stop and frisk was then basically, yeah. and it talks about like they they patch you down for no reason, mm-hmm. which is just it's very interesting because you follow this whole story of the person and they're not doing anything that they should be stopped and frisked for. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, not it's not even the climax, which is so interesting from our perspective. Like, we could barely imagine being pat down by the police, mainly because stop and frisk isn't a thing around, and Yeah, you yeah. probably wouldn't be racially profiled for it. <laughs> but it's just another part of their day. So, listening to it as a part of history that just sticks out so much. And it's also very interesting that Bloomberg said that he's no longer for stop stopping frisk after like so many years of <laughs> being for it. Oh, which is also convenient for his political campaign, but it's another story. Yeah, let's not get too political. <laughs> yeah. That was a very interesting one. So some of these next ones I might be skipping. Yeah, some, yeah. Don't
0: yeah, don't feel bad. Like, like some um, are obviously gonna be more impactful.
1: We can that. get down I like this one. Another one is a little bit r- repetitive, yeah, but definitely yeah. like a midnight vibe song big fan electric relaxation it kind of just talks about girls but i don't know it was a cool one also a vibe oh my god i kind of like this song also uses the left right i really like that big lyric from this one saying that they're black intellects which i think is just i kind of already talked about it yeah yeah. i think just so right for this album one thing i want to add is because it stuck out i want to say end of oh my god or one of the other songs there's definitely like at parts like reggae vibes yeah yeah um, sometimes in some of the lyrics but I really like like I'm a big fan of reggae so I I really like some of those parts but it was very interesting that accent those accents in areas mm-hmm. last one I wrote down notes for was God lives through which a song in the album is that I don't know if you have it up
0: God lives through the last song.
1: La- last song, okay. So one of the big things they talk about is how they feel as a group, uh, the tribe called a tribe called Quest, mm-hmm. kind of represents Queens, and I mm-hmm. thought that was very interesting because they also talk about like many of the DJs from the cover. It's cool how they're like really part of the culture at this time. To think about that is so unique, very different from the Cure. Like the Cure, their culture was spread around in many areas. But in this sense, like, this album was, like, this group of people from the Queens. And, like, they had a big impact on the culture between the DJs and stuff like that. And they're trying to show this to the world and stuff like that. They talk a lot about it in that song, which is very cool. I think, um, Adam, is there anything else you want um, to add This is a bit of a
0: side note, but talking about, uh, well, first of all, I really like the contrast between the rappers that are conflicting, just the different ways they sound and how, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. because... I don't want to get, like, too generic, but one definitely sounds more like, you know, like, you you get, like, you have Fife Dog, who is the deeper one, and the more, he obviously sounds like he's more overweight than the other one. Oh, yeah. I think he actually died, he died three years ago. Oh, yeah,
1: um, no, there's one lyric, have you ever seen a rapper that's diabetic or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he died from, like, diabetes complications, oh, but... That's
0: um, I like his. I, I want to say yeah, like, no, I he, like I like I like his sound in. more. Yeah, I, I, but I think the other guy's lyrics are sometimes more profound. But um, yeah. you know that's. I'm sure they write, write for each other. There's a section for the Wikipedia page of Five Dog, because a lot of times he refers to himself. Because yeah, he's he's only like five feet tall.
1: Oh yeah yeah. He's very um, short. What's and, he calls himself? He calls it um, in probably electric relaxation. Yeah. So, so there's, there's
0: like? a list of all the different, because they say also known as, and so you might refer to himself as one thing and one sock, and that just now makes it one of his aliases. But so his name is Fife Dog, and to Wikipedia, also known as Fife, Fife Dog, the Fifer, Fife Diggy, the Five Foot Assassin, the Five, five footer the five foot, yeah, assassin. five foot Assassin, Malik, the Five Foot Freak, Funky Diabetic, Dino Mutt, Muddy Ranks, the Treaty Gladiator, Don Juice, and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so, That's I really funny. appreciate that. Yeah, that was really funny. I had to keep it on. So, like I said, this album, I thought was the best, when, since we were with the concept of this podcast, of trying to give someone an album to listen to, I thought this one was definitely the one that comes to my mind first as, as just an experience, a complete thought-out package that even has something, you know, a kind of a brand on it with a with woman talking yeah. on it on the front. So that definitely brought into it uh i don't think it's my favorite album of them my favorite album would be the low end theory which Mm. i might give that to you later but feel free to listen to it on your own of course with this podcast if we do keep it up every week i don't know if i'm gonna have that much time to listen to new music (laughs) besides it it's funny because i'll I'll start listening to an album and then i get kind of feel kind of guilty because i'm like oh i should be spending time listening to the the album but i'm sure we'll we'll find a way to uh, make it start working besides that do you have any closing remarks about this album
1: I'm I'm really, so one of the things you said when uh, you gave it to me was you were, it's definitely out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. I I felt it was definitely out of my comfort zone, but I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Which is really cool. Big fan of not only the lyrics and the music, but just kind of the way they conceptualized utilizing an album. Yeah. Like it was a whole piece instead of a bunch of different songs. Which is something that's just, like, not what people do right now. Yeah. Um, so it was very um, cool.
0: People will always say, like, certain albums will, like, tell a story or they're doing it, but sometimes feel feels, like, hard to draw that. Third. I know um, a lot of people, the most recent one, people keep saying Igor by Tyler, the creator. That's an album. Yeah, uh, have you listened to I it have at have all? I have not. I've listened to it maybe twice all the way through, and they say that album is about, the whole album is about, like, him falling in love with a person named Igor, and then, like, then and, and not then it's well like, I think I think again like I said I wasn't really able to follow the supposed plot of it which I as I just out, I do really like the album and there are really great songs on it but for this plot uh, or this falling thing it's it's something where it's like Igor's not reciprocating or whatever I think it's the okay. whole thing and he he's like going after him and then like they, I think there's some sort of back and forth but yeah and so they say the whole thing is like the story of him like falling in and out of love uh, with Igor but I wasn't really able to follow that. And I I feel like if I have to, like, Google something to figure out the story of it, you know, like, I feel like it's not that, um...
1: It's like English homework. I was feeling like if if you have to look up, like, what this stuff means, it's not doing English Like, with each
0: individual song, like, I could be like, oh, this clearly is, this clearly is, like, you know, I can follow the thing where he's like, oh, I think I'm falling in love again. You're like, oh, that's easy to follow. And then, like, someone's where I'm like, there's no context clues, (laughs) you know. If I sat down and listened to it, maybe, but I don't really feel like it. It's still a good album, and I think it's kind of hard. I think it's kind of hard to pull off an album that is, yeah, a story and not compromise the individuality of different songs. For example, uh, yeah. The Wall for Pink Floyd. There are some, there are really great songs on that album, but the problem is, is that when you try to take some songs out, especially since The Wall split up into like three parts, when you try to take one of those out and like play it by itself, yeah, it kind of doesn't really go together, and it's like some. Thing, it ends with, like, one of them ends with, like, you know, what, 30 seconds of, like, an alarm ringing. And, uh, yeah, you... Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, let me tell you what next week's album is going to be for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so... Dang. Okay, I'll put that on the list. That's not what I'm going to give you today, but uh, maybe yeah. eventually. But that song, that whole album tells a story uh, about a guy. I think easier to follow than Igor, but the problem is, is that it compromises taking certain songs out because yeah. they just make no sense and they are weird. And while they sound good, they do really only sound good together. And... Yeah. Igor doesn't compromise that for the story, and I don't think this album does either. Yeah, I no, think this album struck not. a good middle ground, since it doesn't have like a linear story. Anyway, I digress. Um, I had a lot more closing remarks about your album than mine.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But would you like to have anything else to say, or do you want to go right so into next week's quick, album? Kinda,
1: so, just going back to tell the creator. Yeah. Is Earthquake on um, Igor? On Igor, Yes, yeah. yes. I like that song. It, it is a really good song. song. That's a great <laughs> song. Like I said, yeah,
0: he, I saw him live. At, no like, way. I saw him live at Firefly, and I would recommend to anyone to watch him because I think he is also a very much a visionary yes. uh, when it comes to... Because his production, especially for Eager, if you could get... I, it might be too late now. I saw him this summer. I feel like he tours. he's probably going to tour for like another six he's months, that West album. probably West Coast,
1: though. I think he's been West Coast for... He'd went yeah. To a I have friends was
0: yeah. He's really good. He dressed up as the Igor character, which is like you know the pink jacket, yeah. and the uh, yeah. the uh, the bowl cut, yellow, And dance is like crazy, really great. And I think this song, this album, he we're gonna spend like ten minutes talking about Tyler the Creator. Yeah, this album, he like he said he really tried to make it more refined, which I think really played to his benefits. He said previous albums were like really long, and this was really great. And then visually, he had some. Yeah, great things going on, and even going in as not a Tyler fan, I could really appreciate the visual and the time and effort that went into it. Yeah,
1: yeah. One thing, because I've heard from a friend who's a big fan of Tyler Creator that he's trying to have like kind of like an individual like personality to each album, in a sense similar to kind of how David Bowie had like an individual. Yeah, kind yeah. Of different areas
0: um i'm definitely not the person to talk to you about that okay, if i, I had just... to guess from the little bit i have i will if, if you're going to give me an opportunity to talk about something i'm not qualified to i will definitely take it <laughs> but um <laughs> from what i've heard so yeah he's like if i had to guess i feel like his change in, from album to album reflects more on his own personal development than him expressively going let me do let me let me create a new personality to do cuz i think his first couple albums was like very harsh and very like he said like some really awful things in like the lyrics of the song which led to a lot of outcry being like cuz he i think he like he used like homophobic slurs and stuff in that and yeah. people you know at the time like outcried him, and i think that was him kind of just trying to like mimic like Eminem at the time and like other people yeah. and then later he starts to find his own footing and doesn't use them as much and people really like that more. And so he's like slowly developing more towards a more refined and being more comfortable with himself. Cause also he kind of all, but has all, but come out as gay. And I think actually by now he, uh cause he, he had, a, I don't know if you know that much about this. He had a song on his flower boy album where he was like, I've been, uh, I think the lyric was, I've been kissing white boys since 2009, which everyone was like, there's no, there, <laughs> people were like, there can't be any deeper meaning. He's just been kissing boys. And then, I don't think he's ever had any public relationships with women. And then when I saw him live, actually, a girl took off her bra and threw it at him. And he was like, but it was like the only thing she was wearing. So he was like, are you, he literally like stopped the show. and was like, are you dumb? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just thought it'd be funny. And he's like, what was your end goal? And she's like, you. And he goes, me? He's like, then you really don't know something about me. Oh, <laughs> and really? so so we're like, that's pretty much guaranteed that. Because people were like, well, he could just be bi. You know, you can kiss girls and boys. But like with that, and I think there was a recent GQ article where I think the quote was, I he's like, oh, I do like, or he said somewhere, he's like, I do like girls. I just end up hooking up with their brothers instead. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, like, he's like, I try to go after girls. I just end up with the guys instead. Anyway, we, we digress. Yeah. We'll talk more about Tyler when we actually get a Tyler <laughs> album to talk about. Oh, that's um, very interesting, though. I didn't yeah, know. yeah. He's, I mean, he's a really good character. He's, he's a great character, and all of like the outside stuff he does about like funny character acting, I think, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's, I've seen uh, some of those. I think clips. he's very similar, he's similar very to like childish Gambino in that way that he's like so yeah, he's multifaceted. So yep. But right, do you have an
1: album? For uh,
0: I do have an album. I've got a I've got a couple got a couple because I am scared. I don't want to ask you ahead of time about it, give you a heads up, yeah. but I also don't want to like give you an album that have you be like, oh yeah, I know that album, but. I was thinking for this one, I would give you the eponymous Vampire Weekend album, the first one. Have you listened to that?
1: I haven't listened to it straight through. No, actually, wait, let me look it up. Cause...
0: Yeah. 11 songs yeah, 2008. Yeah, A-Punk's on this one, right? A-Punk is on that one. So
1: that's the only song I know on this all right. So, yeah, I'll definitely listen.
0: One thing, I, I forget if I mentioned this to you or it was on last place. One the things I'll do with my music, music buff friends a lot, will as a conversation server we'll talk about like perfect 10 albums. And okay. like a song that, I think I mentioned this to you before, I think we have it this conversation, where I say an album that no, no song in it is bad, and I can listen on shuffle, I can listen it through. No song on it is one that I go, oh, I should skip and this album is an album where it's a perfect 10 album. There's not a single song on it that I can legitimately say I do not like and okay. it's not perfect to me.
1: Okay, so if we're going perfect albums, yes. then I will this makes my decision easy. I was okay. going to give this to you later, but it is I think the best album of all time. Okay. It, I'm talking about The Clash and their most famous album, London Calling. Okay. It's Forty not, songs. It's out. not. It's not. It's not all is This the legacy one. A legacy it, it edition. Is, there's only the legacy edition, but after a certain point, it just ends up being the same. So, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll figure out what they are. What they are. Yeah. This the legacy edition's interesting, and I'll give you a quick backstory. Okay. So when the Clash was coming up with this album, they first recorded it on like a, a very bad recorder, on like a tape recorder. Yeah, yeah. In their room, and this album has. That version and the official version that they ended up producing. Oh, okay. So okay. they wanted to pr- produce their own album, their own kind of way, and they they brought this to like their. I'm doing not. I'm not doing the story justice. Yeah. Uh, for the best album of all time, <laughs> and they brought it to like whoever would produces it, and they're like, okay, well, like we're not going to just ship this out. Like this is you'll listen to it and it's not yeah. great. It's not yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual versions of these songs are great. Yeah. I think. So many of these songs, most of them are very good. You'll love to listen to them. Mm-hmm. All of these songs have great lyrics, I would say. Some of these songs I will skip occasionally yeah. because you know, they're not the greatest beyond the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I feel it's just a great album. I listened to 30 Hours of the Cure. Right. <laughs> uh, some Spotify Rap just came out. I listened to 30 Hours of the Cure. A hundred percent of it was probably this album. Yeah. I can guarantee that. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Great I, that's
0: funny because actually my um the Vampire Weekend was my top out person and I friend. I thought yeah. it was and I I didn't get thirty I got twenty four hours so okay i'm I'm not <laughs> that big league I saw one person it was like nine thousand minutes and they're like wow I love you so much and I was like nine thousand minutes those are some rookie numbers yeah. you, gotta pump, you gotta pump those numbers dude
1: how uh, many minutes did you have in total.
0: This year wasn't my most. Um, I'm gonna say like twenty four thousand. Yeah, minutes. it was
1: twenty five.
0: Yeah, um, so I wasn't I wasn't crazy high. Yeah, so I can talk. I'll talk more about Vampire Weekend next week. But yeah, what's funny if, if we're gonna give a little bit of backstory for the albums, a little bit for so this one, all of the the four guys on Vampire Weekend all went to Columbia together, and the funny thing is, their idea was they were like had a band together and Ezra Koenig, who's the lead singer, one of the things he studied at Columbia was like African music. And like African oh. tribal music, and so he yeah brought that back, and then like they started making it, like with his friends. What he wanted to do was they wanted to create a there was this there's this movie this vampire movie. I'm gonna know it for a fact. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yes. Yeah. The vampire movie. I I mentioned this oh. issue before. They wanted I, to. Cre- I talked to you about. Yeah, and this then movie. I I talked about. I think I brought vampire movie. They want to bring. They want to create a new. England remake of Lost Boys uh the vampire movie and they oh, shot like so one day creepy. of like footage or whatever they completely scrapped it it's and funny. then this entire album all the n- song titles and their band name comes from different things in the movie so the movie is going to be called Vampire Weekend
1: the movie that Walcott
0: created. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that they like I think they had like a general idea I don't know if they even had a script but okay. Walcott was going to be the main character so there's a song called Walcott it was going to be in Cape Cod Cape Cod Kwasa, and so all like the different things in it. So they scrapped it and they just made the band and they started, they wrote a song called, I believe it was Cape Cod Quasa Kwasa, and they yep. published it. That was the first song, not off the album, but the first song that they wrote yeah. for the album and they released it as a single and that song was what funded the rest of the album. So it's kind of like one like the really? first sort of Kickstarter thing. Yeah, yeah, They, yeah. they released the song and that it got enough traction that they were able to fund the entire album. But what one of the big backlashes they got was that they a lot of people said, uh, you guys are Ivy League scholars, white kids that are stealing African music and things to make music and make money. And so Ezra Koenig had to be like, first of all, I graduated like a year ago. I currently am working as an eighth grade middle school teacher, which he did for like a year. So he's like, so I'm not living a lavish lifestyle. (laughs) Second of all, uh, no one in the band, is is like white, like he's Middle Eastern, like all the oh, people, man. like if you go with like other names, like they're all. I think the only one that has like the whitest name is like Chris Bayo, who just started a side project that I want to start listening to, like Cym. So yeah, there's four of them. One has since left, by the time, all and but none of them were like was none white Anglo uh, Protestants. Uh They were all had different things. So he's like, so first of all, you just calling us like white appropriate culture isn't accurate. And he's like, and I'm, and he's like, and I'm more like he's like music's about you know, incorporating it and learning from it and building on it. And so that's. He was really able to shut them down, just being like, you don't know, you just look at me, you're racially profiling me, of yeah. a race I'm not, and I'm just making good music, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I think the album is very alternative, very happy, very, as opposed to disintegration, yeah. and this is one that I really like, and also like yeah. waking up to you in the morning.
1: Have you ever watched Lost Boys? I have
0: not. Okay. We could watch that before our next episode, yeah, and we can talk about it. Yeah, we might, yeah, we're
1: gonna have to. Okay. We're gonna have to.
0: Just, for is the fans, we gotta do it for fans.
1: Beyond just that movie being great, yeah. The music from that movie is phenomenal. Um, we'll watch it and you can listen. To okay. It. The, the music in it is just is great. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to add, the only reason the first time I listened to A Punk was it was in it was in Lego Rock Band. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had um, that game. How's it going? Uh, so that's we play I, in
0: Just Dance a lot. It was in like Just Dance oh, 2016. Really? No, probably like 2014. No. No, it, it, was, it was an, an older one. It was an one, later
1: than that, I think.
0: No. Maybe they made it in a 2008
1: new one. was when this was. Why well, no? was in 2008, but, oh, but, but it didn't it just dance. Like, because, yeah. you know,
0: rock band was... But whatever. But, we digress. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys are listening along with us. And again, I'm Kieran. I'm Declan. And this has been episode two of The Albums.